This sounds serious. I like this. <laughs> Asha, Asha, are you there? Hi. Uh, Lucia Nicole Evans, did you make it across the, the intro? You there? <laughs> Do we have a copy from Lucia? Okay. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you now. Thank you. I it's great. made it. <laughs> cool. Thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, um, everyone, welcome to Project Review with Q. And thank you if you were listening for the last couple hours, carrying on with us. I, uh, I'm going to get to it real quick here today. Um, I have a very special guest that um, has uh, helped uh myself and many other people uh, make tremendous personal advancements. And I want to talk about, I'm going to start real quick, um, how she did that for me and see if it uh, resonates uh, with you all um, and how she can be of help to you potentially. And the, we're getting so many healers and, and people reaching out to be of service to, to humanity um, this is one person that I feel we can, um, learn from. And so I want to just start that way. And I'm going to give you a, a quick story here. Uh, forgive me for being long winded and Asha, Asha, please uh, come in as you feel you you'd like to participate. Um, <clears throat> everyone who follows this material with me, uh, knows my story pretty, pretty well. Um, the abductions that were done to me were designed to uh, keep my true uh, personality away from me, understand who, what, where, when, how I, I was to navigate this world and or participate in um, participate with myself. And so I went looking. Uh, for what's what's going on with me? What's and uh, of course uh, went to all the greatest psychics all over the planet, uh, sonic people, military, industrial people, and we got it. We got it solved, and you know that story if you've been following it. Well, now um, the tricky part is is how do I how do I recover uh, from now getting my memories back and. Uh, the tortures I went through, and then the relationships I have were were part of part of those tortures. Is that I didn't understand how to find myself, how to be my authentic self. And I came across somebody, and that person's on uh, the call today, and her name is Lucia Nicola Evans. Um, her bio will be up on on our uh, our our web pages after uh, next couple of days. I'm find a nice place for it. What uh, Lucia was able to do for me is to be present and let me be me and teach me how to do that and be perfectly at peace with myself. By the way, she'll do a better job of explaining it. And that's why I want to ask her a question about how she's able to, to do her work is she allowed me to be at peace with me. However I wanted to be, she was an, she opened her door for me. And she just sat there and with not with with no judgment, no no outcome, uh, perceived outcome, yet the solution became perfect. And I feel know that she can do it for anyone. Even though her passion may be at a, at a tip, uh, uh, maybe a, a, a gender specific or otherwise, it's always successful. Every time is my my assessment, and with that, I would like uh, to talk with you, Lucia, today. And if you would not mind me asking you some questions, my dearest, dearest one. Yes, I would be happy to answer any questions you have. Thank you. Good. Asha, you start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I would like to invite everybody, please, please really feel the harmonics here. This is such a miraculous moment, having Q and Lucia and their harmonics. It's, it's such a gift. So thank you. Please go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so the first thing, um, when, when we look at, 
uh, I, it, it pains me to standardize healing, but so let's, we'll, we'll do it for the user conversation. So the healers that I'm observing, they come with a lot of them. They come with, a let's say, uh, a, a, a modality and you, you don't, have a fixed modality to get people the help, the service, whatever you'd like to call it to move forward. Can you teach me what, what, if we could model how I first start working with you, what does it look like from your perspective when I knock on your door? Mm, Good question. So the most important thing I do in the beginning of each session is create a container. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a dropping in, inward focus, and a dropping in and into the body, into the heart, and opening to the senses and the experience of the inner world. So that's the first thing I do when I see anybody. And what that does, it shifts the energy orientation from the mind into the body, into the heart, into the senses of what is present here and now. Does that make sense? Yes. And so when, when you look at, let's say, um, an individual says, I, I don't understand the delta, the difference between mind and heart, how, how do you create uh, an opportunity for education there? Is, there? is there exercise you use or how does it work? Yeah, actually, I worked with someone yesterday um, that was from your show, and um, and uh, she had mentioned there she had headaches. So for me, it was like, oh, all the energy stuck in the head. Like you don't really have to understand how to do it; you just do it. You just go behind it and then drop in. So it's behind the one that's perceiving, and you drop back a little bit energetically and down. And then you arrive into your into a different space, into a a space that it's it's easier to be inside of your authentic self. Is like that's how you access your authentic self. That makes sense. So, is it? Would we say we're watching thought? We're not a participant of thought. Is that a fair statement? Yes, and there's also a component of being. There isn't just watching. It's also there's. There's the watcher of the watcher. There's the being of one. So it's it's a it's a non-doing state. Yeah. Uh, should you want to contribute to that? I I I feel you licking your chops there. Oh, the two of you are just so right on. I'm loving it. Please continue. <laughs> yeah. And so when I've had such a, a beautiful time the last couple of years working with so many people, and it's, it seems one uh, opportunity we have getting back to recognize our, our authentic self, for lack of a better definition, would be uh, pace in our decisions. Is that, is that a, fair tool, a fair statement for maybe a tool you use? Yeah, although it just happens when there's a, a dropping in and down. It, there's a slower pace that happens naturally because you know when the mind is going and there's an identification with the mind that everything speeds up and actually there's often tension and the nervous system can you know react to then the mind and what the mind is doing but when there's a dropping back and down into the body we want to people to be in the body not out the body right in the body there's a different uh, frequency and a different, um, as you say, pacing. Yes, it's slower. Yeah, and, and so I'm always looking for ways to explain that. And, and, and uh, I started observing that most of us um, do it naturally if we don't have the distractions of the mind and predominantly our past choices of that, that comfy shoe we like to use um, regarding obligations, commitments from our past. 
Uh, maybe it's being a mother, a father, what have you, and I don't want to be late for the parade and all of that. It seems to me that there's an opportunity to constantly stop thinking <laughs> and watch participant based on dropping in, as you call it, because you really are excited to do it. Is, is that one way to look at it? Yes, although it's not about stop thinking. It's just about dropping into a different orientation so that thinking kind of ceases because you can't actually think and be in the present moment at the same time. You can try, but it's not going to work. <laughs> yep, yep, very well done. Yeah, and, and so I'm do, always doing my best to steal your words. Bravo. Um, okay, so now when you're working with people and they go, okay, I, I got it, and it only took one sentence, <laughs> go within. Um, now, what are ways you apply it when you start recognizing your life was built around a lot of mind energy and or that comfy shoe? What are ways to start applying situational choices that you may have to deal with um, and or transition to uh, this new lifestyle, maybe we might say, what, what would be some opportunities there? Can you give me an example? Like maybe what, yeah, what you would like to connect to around that? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do one that I come across every day with uh, clients. And that is, um, I have to go to work today because it's a really good paycheck. And by the way, uh, um, I don't want to get kicked out of my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a lot right there. So I have to go to work in order to make money, right? Have a paycheck. So first of all, the have to um, is obligated. Uh, and so, you know, here's the thing. In, in this culture, it's like, do you want to believe what, what you should do? Or do you want to do what you want to do? And the difference between that is, yes, you know, if you do what you want to do, that that really brings you alive and 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 is your what you're called to do rather than what you have to do. It shifts the orientation around how you show up in life. And so, um, you know, I hold space for sacred space for people because I needed that when I was younger. Often we do what we most need, right? That's our from our wounding to to offering what we know, our wisdom, right? Is hopefully what happens from you know evolution and grow inner growth. <clears throat> and um, I think that that is, you know, if if you are happy with having to go to work and making money, well it's fine you know to to make your your mortgage or whatever but if you you you're you can actually be a choice you have you each one of you has a choice and that comes from your inner authority there's external authority right but there's also inner authority and so it's a matter of what do you want to listen to you what do you want to listen to and then moving from there Go ahead. Yeah, so the the inner authority I noticed doesn't have fear, but the exterior um, um, <clears throat> participation does possibly, and maybe we call it mind energy or that. So, in, in an example, I would love to go run away to the circus, but then the family's not going to have a house. Um, fear is instantly installed with the mind, but our inner authority says, I really think I'm going to be okay because I don't mind sleeping with the elephants or anyway, um, that, that fear about losing the home in this example and not doing what you want at circus, what you really feel excited about is that self-imposed. Do you feel most of the people you come across with, or is it? Uh, judgment from our ancillary or intimate relationships? Well, that's a really good question. And so you're getting into interesting territory because in my experience, there's what we've been taught, our conditioning. And 
each person has their own condition because they have you know their own upbringing and and what they're told by their parents what's right and wrong and what you should do and 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 be a good person and a good father or a good mother or whatever you know and that that is ingrained deeply ingrained in in then our beliefs about who we think we should be and what we should do as a result like our behavior you know to be a responsible human being and a responsible wife or husband right right um so now instantly uh we have to ask ourselves do the indigenous people of the amazon do they live this way (laughs) no (laughs) they live in accordance with nature they're deeply listening to their inner guidance and intuition and you know um the the creatures and the animals and you know it's all it's all we are actually that we have just forgotten. Many of us have just forgotten that we are nature inside. We are refined instruments that have a particular resonance. And if we're not listening to that resonance, there are often then blocks and, and, and things that happen in our body, diseases that arise when we're not in tune with this highly refined instrument. Yes. <clears throat> Bravo. But I don't get this phone call if I don't have my iPad. How do how do we work with these toys? So, I mean, okay. So, as much as I uh, 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 put down these tools, it seems there's also an opportunity to use them. And I, I feel we are doing it today. We're we're sharing we're sharing um, our our expression of ourselves with with these tools so i'm not going to give up on them just yet but what is a way you can refine our instrument what are what are what are tools you use to refine your instrument if you wouldn't mind give me a couple examples well one of them is my practice in aikido i um i practice aikido which is an, a martial art learning how to connect with with adversarial energy and neutralize it and redirect it where it naturally wants to go so that is my practice the last eight years i've been doing this and it's helped me refine find my balance find my inner stability and find a way to be myself where i'm not um swaying to um or compromise myself to appease someone else outside of myself and so that's one component. I think everyone will have their own answer to this because it's a matter of what resonates, what feels good to you and your soul and your heart. Like I go, you know, you know this, I go walking with no shoes on to reconnect and, you know, stay refined in my, in my space of connecting to my nature, to my, my resonance. I take deep breaths. I um, empty myself of agenda or notice if I have an agenda, if I'm trying to talk to someone and try to get them to hear what I'm trying to say, or, you know, I stop and really listen and take people in and, and receive them, be receptive. I mean, one, that's one of the things we can really do in our lives is how can you be even more receptive and really listen, like really listen with presence. Um, to somebody that is such an incredibly um, powerful way of learning how to work together and learning how to even refine this beautiful instrument that we all have bravo thank you very much yeah so with uh with the the modality of aikido what is it that's actually occurring with the spirit well, I I feel like the spirit is annealing more and more with physicality. With the way is the way I would describe it. How would you describe it? So, can you repeat the question? <laughs> yeah, sorry, I got lost in the translation of, of Kuster here. Okay, so um, when I when I've done Aikido, I notice that um, and other modalities. I've noticed that I come more of spirit as a physical being. Is that is that what's occurring? Is that what we're doing when we 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 are present with our tr- our true self 
Is that how you'd explain it? Or can you find some better words for me? Yeah, I relate to what you're saying. I hear, I I can see what you're saying. Um, That is uh, um, an outcome of the training um, that I have also experienced. Um, So I'm also meeting, the training helps me meet anything that is not of spirit or is trauma in my in my cells or in my body that can be released and as that happens that process of happens of releasing all all the stuff that is stuck in my body from past past experiences then there's more space for spirit to exist in that makes sense yeah well done well and so i'll speak for asha what asha does is she goes to the mall and she she buys designer shoes, and then she puts her hand straight out on both sides of her and spins thirty three times counterclockwise. <laughs> oh my god! That's a that's a true story. Now, um, in high okay. heels, <laughs> in high heels, yeah. Okay, so uh, Asha, when we talked about spinning in one place, one time, um, what it, what occurs when you do that for you? What a great question. Thank you. It, it actually, that question reminds me of what you and Lucia, the feeling I'm getting when I, when I listen to you, because what I'm realizing is Lucia is so healthy and balanced herself. You start to resonate with that beautiful peace in her. And she also has such a balance of masculine and feminine. So the support and the receptivity. And she's also doesn't have any expectation. She doesn't have any pressure for to who's listening. You know, there's no doing. There's just a being. So that just being in the very center of your being, peaceful, that's what the spinning does for me. And that's what you two are doing for me right now. Thank you very much. It's my great honor. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, what what I, I feel is a great opportunity is... Um, to uh, find find a, a, a safe place, and so even that judgment there is self imposed, right? So where is our safe place? Well, it's always going to be there. It's always been there. It's never left. Um, so why have we made an unsafe place? Is where I k- kept going for me is okay. Why is it not safe? Well, why did I make that choice? Why am I here now? This is not my big comfy house, and as the talking heads would say, but. What, what are, um, maybe with the situation, situational example I gave, what are ways for people to do it in the next moment, Lucia? What is, what is something that they're sitting at their dining room table right now? What, what is something they can do and put to practice right now that you might suggest? To make sure that there's enough space between things like just even how you're listening or if you're saying something to pause between things and just let things settle i think everyone's often in so much of a hurry you know or you know always looking to get the next thing done on their to-do list and it's like where is your attention your attention is like so valuable it's so valuable it's golden and where are you placing it and how are you listening? Like with your attention, is it all over the place? Or are you able to really hone it in and have it be right here? I actually did an exercise many, many years ago. Uh, I, use it, I used it for uh, learning how to train my mind to come back to the present moment. And, you know, if you're not very good at closed eye meditation, this is an, a great alternative. And it's very simple. So with a candle and a, and, a, and a piece of paper. And what you do is just focus on the candle flame. And you focus on the candle flame for 10 minutes. And anytime you're distracted, whether it's a thought or anything physical that you're, you know, it catches your eye, bring yourself, you'll bring your eyes back to the candle flame, bring your attention back to the candle flame. And that's the exercise. And what that trains your mind to do, it catches your thoughts and things, whatever you're distracted away from the present moment. Again, you can't have thoughts and be at the present moment at the same time. It's impossible. So, you know, what I would say is, you know, 
how we're learning how to get along as one humanity and to learn how to get along is you need to learn how to listen to, to be able to understand what's actually happening in this now moment and it's so easy it's so quick so quick that we think that oh i want to reply or i have the answer and, and boom it's gone you know the connection is gone so we're all looking for an authentic connection that's what feels fulfilling to our hearts right but what creates that authentic connection is the space from which we're listening from that being space makes sense yeah well done the uh is it okay if I give you some attention? <laughs> I thought you were already, but what, what kind of attention <laughs> <laughs> I can never trick you, darn it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, how are you doing on time? I'm good. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. And so uh, that I, I don't feel I could have explained that any better. That was brilliantly said. So um, I, of course, of course, uh, remember doing that same exercises uh, decades ago, it seems like now. And I remember something, someone coming up to me in my family saying, how come you're sitting here staring at a candle for four hours? And I realized that you lose time when you become present, don't you? Yes, uh, absolutely. And, you know, it's, it's more like the consistency than the, the length, I would say, you know, if you're going to do it, do it for maybe like 60 days and do it for 10 minutes a day or twice a day, 10 minutes, because it's more the actual practice of it than the length of it. But that, that's the training of the, you know, so the mind can actually, the mind just wants to know what to do. It needs direction. So when we tell, when we let the mind know, oh, you can just, you can take a back seat now, or you can, you know, it's okay, I got this, or, you know, then it can relax. But it's, it's always looking for the next thing to do. Yeah, very well done. I, uh, I, I recognized I created um, a pattern recognition system by not getting on the patterns any, any longer was one way I observed it. And, and so I was, I was, I was, I'm like, okay, wait a minute, this is cool. I, I actually don't care that I was sitting in front of the candle for hours. And by the way, there was no risk to me because that would be something I would introduce uh, late for something, an obligation. It, it, they just all started falling away when I started making decisions based on the, what we're calling the candle exercise, maybe. And um, I'm just observing and expressing myself with my next choice now, instead of a, a participant in other people's choices is for me was uh, one of my great um, tools. Am I participating with someone else's decisions, choices, and and which is fine, but do I really love that choice that we we would hope they love? It gets it gets really fun when you can find someone that you can do it with, wouldn't you say? Do what with? Exactly. <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Anything. Right on. So now, um, this is so fun. You know, every time I've played with you, it has always been from a point of neutrality, peacefulness, and then creativity, yet still in a peaceful neutrality, observing and expressing uh, the excitement that we might enjoy and share together. And so I'm always looking for models or explanation for that, because until you do it in, in your, your informal and formal decision-making process, uh, uh, relationships, formal or informal, it's not always recognizable because the speed of our society, as you said, is, is that what you observe with your clients as well? Um, yeah, I think, you know, what I do is the beauty of just allowing the space to be what it is magic happens it's like you know the uniqueness of each person can come forth and i feel that that is the greatest gift we can give one another is 
to have to create a space and to be in the listening where we can all be ourselves, all be our unique selves. And that's what makes the beautiful tapestry of life. And, you know, everyone has healing, everyone has trauma, everyone has some sort of stuff, triggers that they're working through in their human parts. And, you know, if we can bring the background more to the foreground, the background meaning the being and our spirit more to the foreground, I think we'll have a lot more understanding and compassion for 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 what people are going through in their lives i mean geez this is this is crazy times right now we're living in and if we can create safety and in invite each other to share what's authentically in the space i think that that is one of the most healing things we can do for one another yeah i agree the um traumas where are they right well they're you know they they come up in our relationships where you know they're nowhere and then they arrive suddenly (laughs) someone says something or you know and then there's a reaction that happens and it's a good question it's that's for each person to discover on their own and in their own way like that's partly why I hold space for people to to gently guide them to connect with those places of trauma and um, give them love and attention because that's really what they're wanting, love and attention. And there's usually an unmet need there too. So when we identify a trauma, you, when you're working with folks, you, you, you address it right off the bat? You, you start there a lot of times or how, how, do, you, how do you usually work with trauma? Well, if there's resistance or fear, there's usually trauma associated with that resistance and fear, you know, and so it's a matter of facing it, being completely honest, being willing to face it, having the courage to feel whatever is there and moving through it where you you take it out of the place where it's that part is traumatized and bring it back into the present time or present moment. It's often an inner child or another aspect that that needs um reassurance or listening or love or a hug or you know something really simple and no doubt <clears throat> i was um i was am will be uh always examining and playing with people's um relationships and um i i it pains me to put titles to a lot of these things I've observed that are, are pretty common in, but it, it's, it makes it a little easier to acknowledge uh, some of these traumas and what I'm calling courting. And so a lot of uh, marriages, I, uh, uh, broken marriages, et cetera, they have, they have courting issues or opportunities, I should say, to let go of them. And <clears throat> I find that really interesting in the way our, our physical beings are changing and we're getting more of our capabilities, which I feel is also why we're getting better at courting each other. Um, past traumas, emotions, um, we're able to negatively and positively court each other um, because of um, the way the dolphin in us is growing. Maybe we, we look at it. We're, we're just getting a lot of our skills or tools back, as you say. Yeah, with that example, do you see what I'm calling courting as a common occurrence in in uh, you know departed relationships, friendships, what have you? Do you, do you see that as a common trauma in in your clients? What is your definition of courting? Um, in the past. He, he said, she said, he said, she said, he said, and so I'm not calling him back and I'm not picking the phone. And if I do, this is going to happen. And if I don't, they're going to do this. And if they don't do that, then I'm going to have to do that, et cetera, et cetera. And mm-hmm. so the monkey mind can feel the thought process from the opposition and try and translate it and try and do something with it. In most cases, it ends up being a trauma that's harbored within physicality. That's what I see quite commonly. How about you? Yeah, well, you're getting into also uh, attachment styles of things too. I, I think that plays into reactivity and I would call it wounding 
reactivity around, you know, wounding and, and maybe even feeling abandoned or rejected. Um, when, when that one inside, that innocent little child inside isn't feeling safe to be itself. See, really the work I'm doing is helping people return to their innocence of being. And the reaction of the going back and forth, as you were saying, according is really the, the inner parts, the, often the inner child or the parts of you that haven't gotten their needs met, or that, that, are, that is the basic love and uh, unconditional love and attention, un, undivided attention that it's been longing for, those parts or that inner child has been longing for. Yeah, well said. Very good. Um, could you spend a few minutes uh, um, going over what you submitted to me, sent over to me? Um, I noticed on your um, profile, you're favoring, um, uh, you're, you've, you've um, made a beautiful um, script for me to identify where you're favoring your services now. Would you mind going over your bio a little bit, where you're not exclusively focusing, but where you, where you, uh, feel you're optimizing your services now well i mostly work with women just because i am a woman um and i have more understanding although doesn't mean i don't work with men but um i do tend to have that just pull towards women more um and um yeah i think that i do small groups uh online you know events um to bring women together. Um, one thing I am doing that includes both men and women is um, kind of a fun little thing called practical heaven. So part of what that means is bringing heaven, the unconditional love aspect into the practicality of our everyday lives. And I call it practical heavens because it's um, an exploration, kind of a laboratory to explore different topics where it's a safe experience to be yourself, but it's also everybody has different definitions to different things. You know, one, you know, love is different for everyone. You know, that each person has their own experience of what that is for them. And so it's more of a, a space that I create that is kind of a fun, fun thing to do, you know, to just explore. Like, I think that's why we're here on this planet is to learn and, and play and experience and explore different things about what works and what doesn't work. Naked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Yeah, that's, that's so awesome. Um, So when you do the the group work, do you do it on the computer or do you do it at an office or how do you, how do you usually do it now? Yeah, it's going to be on zoom right now. Um, But I do sometimes do physical in-person retreats and things, but this one, um, will be on zoom and then there's also another one that i'm doing um that is um called from wounding to wisdom and it's this is just for women um but it starts on november the 5th really really soon and and, and it's inspired by what i've been going through and, and the wisdom that i want to share and also open the space for for healing for healing that can shift the victim mentality into back into the wholeness because we're all whole and complete. We all are whole and complete as we are in this moment. And a lot of the time, we just want love and attention and to love those parts back to wholeness. Yes, well said. The, uh, the volume of, of healing groups, collaboration groups coming through Project Q is, is growing. And uh, dear ones, be patient. We're, we're, we're getting through through all of your um, publications is it is it um a case by case would it be fair to to ask you to uh, participate at one of these group sessions so as an example there are people that are putting together kids camps everyone under the age of 100 is welcome and um would you be willing to travel from time to time yes Depending on the interest, yes, absolutely. Yeah, and so that's what I was. I, I'm I'm starting to see the volume of of these people are are growing, and um, it's not that they need organization 
so much. It's that they'll just enjoy the other perspectives. Everyone has one thing in common and they, they just love playing and collaborating. And so that's, that's my great encouragement for everybody is, is as long as we're all um, connecting is just an incredibly valuable tool, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes, I do. I think we just each, I mean, especially when this time when we had the pandemic, you know, we were all like told to isolate. It was crazy. And we just all, you know, that's not helpful for our, for, for our humanity. It's just for our hearts even. Yeah, it's, it's not my favorite um, type of ice cream, but it's close. Pralines <laughs> are probably a little better. Pandemic. Anyway, um, the, uh, the services that you do now, you're, you're still doing them out of the greater San Diego area. Is that correct? Yes, I am. And, cool. you know, if you really, if you feel the call, you know, like that, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to serve those who are ready and willing to, to show up. Yeah, great. Um, do you have any questions for me? <laughs> I would like to, um, before I go, I'd love to share a poem, if that would be okay. And um, would, that, would that be okay? I would love it. Can't wait. Okay. It's called Returning Home to Innocence. I am presence and I am humanity. Presence is alive and full. It has its own intelligence. Presence is warm and tender. It is love in its purest form. What does my humanity long for? To be met with presence. To be loved exactly the way it is. It longs to be received and adored, heard and cherished, expressed and seen acknowledged and appreciated, and above all, it longs to be nurtured with curiosity in its messy, untamed ways. It delights when it is touched with a sense of awe and wonder, slowing down time so it can feel the magic of what it's like to be loved unconditionally, so it can finally feel safe to relax as it returns home again to its innocence of being. That's what my humanity longs for, to be met with presence. With a big bow on top. <laughs> Sprinkles. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love you so much and thank you for, for sharing your wisdom with us today. It is um, a, a, a privilege to be in your presence and, and supporting, assisting humanity. Uh, I'm always in awe of your dance. I am always awe of your dance. Thank mm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Q, for having me on and uh, BBS Radio. I really appreciate you have any and you know just continue being yourself that's the greatest gift you can give the world beautiful beautifulness to you and um thank you and we'll uh, we'll chat with you soon and i'm going to go ahead and advertise uh, your bio if that's okay wonderful thank you so much to i really appreciate you and asha Thank you, Lucia. It was absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye, Lucia. Okay. Bye. Well, now that we've saved the world, I think it's <laughs> over. I mean, it's uh, just never, never get tired of collaborating with her. How about you? Oh, it's such a treat. And some of the things she said are everything she said, everything both of you said are so poignant, but for the healers, I would like to point out that she said, allowing the space to be what it is. She's not trying to even accomplish anything. She's just being, that's why I meant she has no agenda. 
So she doesn't really work with a modality. Now, when people, when healers sometimes work with a modality, they have an agenda. I'm going to do this and this and this. So they don't, they bypass that, allowing the space to be what it is, which makes the client nervous. And they feel, then they'll climb up. So one thing about Lucia is she just creates this space where you feel so safe. You know, she's not trying to change you. She just sees you as perfect. And she is presenting herself as a perfect balance, a perfect love. That, for me, is the real healing power of what who she is and what she does. How does that feel to you? Yeah, well done. Um, where, uh, where I am excited to go with this material is so all the healers, um, I expect we'll get something out of our conversation today. And when I look at the medical industry, uh, I'm uh, in all the thousands of people I've worked with over the years, I have found commonality um, uh, for recognizing uh, ourselves and ailments. And I feel that every doctor should start off with, um, for lack of a better definition, her model of evaluating their clients and their patients, and then make assessments. Uh, while discernment, of course, is a very uh, powerful tool for you to have. So now once we have that open space, that allowing space of perceiving the person in perfect space of love, and then only then can you determine and or make assessment how they might need help and support, wouldn't you say? Yes, actually, what, what I'm hearing you say is you have to see their true frequency to allow to mirror that for them. Is that what you mean? Yeah, so uh, all doctors and service providers in that industry, as an example, they would start off with um, a, a lot of um, a proactive uh, love, tremendous proactive love for their patients. And and then proceed with uh, providing the service is what is what I'm suggesting all our healers start uh, potentially utilizing as a, as a, without standardizing it. And I, I know I use that word a lot, but we obviously need to start from a very very intentional level of care that is not. Uh, perceived when you have a white jacket on typically and they don't want to stereotype but there's just a tremendous opportunity to slow down and do root cause analysis so to speak from our hearts that's what i'm that's my suggestion yes and one thing about you and lucia you're so good at listening and when you're listening i know you're really loving really paying attention really feeling what the highest is in that person, how to bring them to their true self. How do you do that? Yeah. Once you said it, um, I recognize that that's maybe something um, that I need to do a better job um, explaining. And we use the candle meditation example today. If you're really taking great care, if you really are observing, if you're really paying attention, why is it in some of our relationships you're not even listening to the other person? What I, I see that with a lot of people, they don't, they're, they're not, they're not giving great attention. So I feel that the way I do it is showing up in perfect space, which would be peace energy. And so I'll continue to find more and more words, but we stay in a place of peace. And then we participate, then we play, but we're always come back to zero, so to speak, yet with great anticipation, maybe, of always being peaceful with our next decision, too. So that's the best I can do. Hopefully that helps a little. That is so perfect. Thank you. And that does describe you and Lucia and the mermaid, Princess Diana, thank you so much for sharing that so clearly. Yeah, I kind of laugh um, from time to time. We, we talk alike. I just recognized it today. <laughs> Does that make sense? We, 
and I've had the privilege and honor of being with Lucia on a beach um, for, for a very, very long, seemed like an eternity. And I recognized the more I was with her, the more all of our thoughts, emotions, our flow, ebb, ebb to our tides, flood of our tides, were synchronistic. And that is what I wanted to share with everybody else. And that's why I do Project Review with Q is there's a dance for us here. There is a really big dance for us all here. If we just take a little more care, wouldn't you say? Yes, well said. Thank you. Well, that's a fast hour. Time flies when you're having fun, huh? Yeah. All righty. Um, with great encouragement, I guess we should close it out. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Kristen and Christopher and Lucia. Thank yeah. you, Q, and all the listeners. Don, thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, everybody, for showing up and taking great care. I just uh, let everybody know a little progress report. We got through a few ag groups last week. Stay tuned. Coming for you. My great, great love for for all of this day. It is just an incredible experience to get to do this work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Good day. Blessings, everyone.